Professional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 114. Hey, uh, if you were able to listen to the last podcast, uh, episode 113, obviously, because this is 114, um, I was really vulnerable and really straightforward about something that's breaking my heart. And I was just inviting uh, people into a, an opportunity to pray for the country of India. Uh, one of the things that uh, I was going through with the board uh, on a call and some other people that had, had popped in was the idea of lamenting. Um, I was inviting, and, and I did this in, in the last podcast, inviting people in to lament. And what lament does uh, that I think is difficult for me, really, really hard, really, really difficult. Uh, what lament does is we actually, you know, are able to, to join in to their kind of pain. I was, I was talking about how, uh, for me, you know, when something hard is happening and maybe even in, you know, outside of India, so much of what we see is happening in our culture. Some dear friends of ours, uh, lost their father, um, a couple weeks ago and it was so overwhelming. And so I've, I'm learning how to lament and what lament is doing for me is it's allowing me to be present in people's pain. And that's a new one for me, but it's allowing me to pray different because I'm feeling the weight of it, right? Feeling the weight of it. And what I found in myself that's so interesting is that I want to move really quick to being proactive or solving the problem and how quickly uh, I move past um, kind of empathizing or feeling the feelings that people feel. And so anyway, as I get this podcast up and rolling, um, maybe an encouragement before we actually go into this podcast. Maybe just slow down uh, today some point and lament something. Um, lament something. You know, lament India and what's happening in India. Uh, lament maybe a friend of yours who is going through a hard time. Feel what they feel and beg God. Cry out to God about the injustice that's happening on their behalf. Wear their pain. I, You know, the example I was using with the board is that Je- um, Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. He weeps over them. He feels the weight of that. Like as Jesus sees uh, these people uh, in the gospels that are helpless, like sheep without a shepherd, he wears the weight of that tragedy. And so I think it's really human and really beautiful and then also divine to kind of jump into that pain, right? Jesus incarnated, right? He came to earth and became one of us. And it says that in Hebrews that he sympathizes with our humanity. I love that thought. So, you know, sometimes we run to this kind of feel good Christianity, like everything's going to be fine. It'll all work out. But sometimes... Sometimes we just need to slow down, feel the weight, right? Feel the weight. Some of you watched that debate. We should feel the weight of what happened there. The grief. Maybe we should be grieving a bit about what happened there. We should be grieving what's happening in our country. We should be grieving what's happening around the world. And that is a way for us to be honest and open before God. We don't understand. We feel the weight, but it also allows us to be to empathize and to feel that weight as Jesus displayed so well for us. So uh, an encouragement for you, maybe that's a different way. Maybe you've never done that before. You know, maybe try that this week or maybe just today. 
try to lament something. Um, the Bible, it has a book <laughs> called Lamentations. Uh, we have a podcast, I don't know which one, but we have a podcast that actually goes through a passage in Lamentations. So uh, Lamentations is a book of the Bible. It's a whole Bible designated to like crying out to God. God, why is this happening? So um, for those of you listening and subscribing, just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And those of you sending out on your social media stuff, I just really appreciate the support, the care. Uh, also, for those of you who care financially by, by giving to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. Thank you so much. And those who can continue to give in the mail and on Venmo. I really, really appreciate it. All right. Micah 6, 8, uh, continuing our uh, little series here in the Minor Prophets. Uh, like I said in episode 112, uh, the Minor Prophets, if you just go to Matthew and turn left, it's kind of the last the last books as you roll through the Old Testament. So if you go to Matthew, turn left, you'll start finding all these kind of some small books of the Bible, um, these prophets that come in and are proclaiming things uh, to Israel uh, during certain periods of captivity and, and struggles. Um, so uh, Micah is one of these. Micah 6.8 says this. He has told you, O oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you, you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with with your God. I remember this moment uh, with Suresh and I, you know, I've, I've, I've talked a lot about um, India. I've talked a lot about Suresh. Suresh is a mentor in my life, but this particular moment was a really profound moment in my life. I uh, had gone to India. Uh, uh, myself and another board member had gone to India. Uh, this was during a, a really, again, a difficult time in the ministry's history. I was at that time the chairman of the board. And um, and I'm going to India to experience, to take a group of people there. But I'm also, I know I have to talk to Suresh about some hard things, uh, some things that the, the board is struggling with or some confusion and, and just really kind of needed to um, kind of talk to him about that and go, hey, what's going on? And and a lot of the times it's a misunderstanding between Indian culture and American culture. But I felt like, listen, uh, we got to we got to talk about this. So we get to the very last day of the trip. So I looked to the other board member. I'm like, hey, we, we need to go have this conversation. So uh, we go and we meet with Suresh and I go down and um, I'm about to kind of go, hey, man, we got to talk about some stuff. And Suresh gets on his knees and he just starts weeping. Now, I can't express to you. I wish I could take you there. This is like a like a, a, a cement floor in a small room. Suresh is he's bishop like he's a bishop. He's not just like some guy. This Suresh. Suresh is an amazing, he's one of the more most powerful leaders that I've gotten to serve alongside of. He's well known in his area, in his town, in his city. And this man is on his face and he's weeping and crying out to God. And so I get down on my knees and the other board member gets down on his knees and we just start crying out to God and weeping. And Suresh is going, oh, daddy. He calls God daddy. I love that. Oh, daddy, this is too much. It's too hard. I don't know what to do. 
And so he's just broken. He's humble. He's wearing the burden of what God had called him to do. He's wearing the burden of all that he was going through. And it was overwhelming. I saw that humility and it made a massive impact on me. We ended up working through the things we needed to work through. But it was so interesting how that humility changed the whole direction of our conversation. And I have learned in my life that humility, as I start backing up into this passage, walking humbly with my God will allow me to love kindness and will allow me to do justice and allow me to live out the things that I'm required to do by God. But we skip past that. We become too action-oriented, as I talked about earlier and kind of in the intro. Like, we become too proactive. But it starts with humility. And it's interesting this passage ends in humility, almost as if to tie it with a bow and say, if you don't have humility, you're not walking humbly with your God, you're truly not going to be kind. You're truly not going to be doing justice. And you're truly not going to be doing what the Lord requires of us. And as I was thinking about Micah 6, 8, which is a passage that's kind of talked about a lot, a lot of people like to use it, I couldn't help. Um, as I was sitting out here on the front porch, I, I couldn't stop help. I couldn't help but um, think about the rich young ruler. You know, the, the rich young ruler is a story in the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, and it is a, a perfect example of what this passage is trying to help us understand. This man uh, is trying to figure out um, what it means to get into the kingdom of God. And so he approaches Jesus and he says, good teacher, good teacher. And Jesus corrects him immediately. And and, and he says, no, 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 no. He replies, only God is good. Which is what I I love about even this passage. Uh, it talks about who, that it's God who's good. And see, mankind's not good. Jesus is good, but he's doing a very rabbinic thing, and he's pointing to God. Only God is good. The goodness of God impacts the way we live our lives. It impacts the way we treat other people, care other people. We are either being directed by God's goodness or our perceived own good, which in reality is not humble. If we're leaning into our own goodness, that is literally the antithesis of humility. Only God is good. And as we lean into God's goodness, it leads the rest of our lives, but this man feels confident in his own goodness, his his pride, until Jesus exposes the root of evil in his life. It's all of his stuff. It's all of his stuff. His possessions, his power, his prestige. I mean, even in this the the story. The synoptic gospels tell us uh, in, in each different one that he's a rich, he's young, and he's a ruler. It's like, look at this dude. Everyone sees this guy roll up and goes, that's my man. Like, he's got it going on. If anyone's near to God, if anyone deserves to get in the kingdom of God, it's this guy, right? And he starts ripping through the, the commandments. This is what I'm doing. But they're all the ones that have to do with 
with God about obeying your mom and dad and, you know, and, and putting no other God before him. And then as we roll into the second half, which is about caring for other people, he just, Jesus kind of sets him up and he basically says, you're, you're not even able to live out the commandments in your life because you care too much about your stuff. You care too much about all the things you have. He loves his stuff more than he loves God and others. These are the people that this passage is addressed to in Micah, chapter uh, 6, verse 8. It's the people who only care about themselves. You know, these, these minor prophets and the prophets are always trying to say to the people, you need to care for one another. You need to care for the poor. You need to care for those who are hurting. You need to be, there needs to be a kindness. See how kind God has been to you? Display that kindness to the world, but they keep looking at themselves. They, they keep thinking they have it all put together and they don't realize they're actually under condemnation because they're not caring for the people that God has placed, which ultimately is rooted in humility and understanding what has been done for them, the goodness of God that's been displayed for them, that they are, be, they are to be a light unto the nations for the world to see, and they've rejected that, to kind of live out their own selfish desires, to become a car, part of the culture, because the, the culture is trying to constantly tell them to live this very allu, a, a, affluent, powerful life. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you. Micah is coming after us and exposing us as the rich young ruler was exposed. Jesus says, it wasn't about your stuff. It's about your heart. And your humble heart will lead you into kindness. Your humble heart will lead you into justice. Your humble heart will lead you to require all that the Lord has done. But because we struggle so deeply with humbling ourselves under the goodness and glory of God. We lack those things in our life. Where's our kindness rooted? Where's our justice rooted? Where is what the Lord requires of us rooted? It's rooted in humbling ourselves before God. You are God. I am not. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll care for you who want. I don't care what part of the political system they're a part of. They are your child and you're called me, calling me. These aren't people aren't political issues. They're the children of God that were called and invited to be kind to. They were called and invited to bring justice to. This is what the people of God are called to. And it's rooted in a humility. Our we humbly following after God? Are we always trying to get something from God? Because God is trying to liberate the rich young ruler into generously caring for other people. And he's trying to do the same with you and me. Because so often we look like we care, but really we are only concerned about ourselves. And when it becomes costly, like the rich young ruler, we kind of walk away. 
So start here. Only God is good. Do justice. Love mercy. Walk humbly with God. Because our lives will either liberate or eliminate those around us. So the question is this. If you were to evaluate your justice, mercy, and humility, where would it be? Father God, we need your help. We are prone to division. We are prone to pride. Please forgive us of our sins and let us lead our lives as your son Jesus did where he laid down his life. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heart.